This is a niche radio podcast. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or log into www.nicheradio.co.za. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Wines of the Cape. I'm Susan and I'll be going to the various wine farms in the Cape, giving you feedback on what they're all about. So if you're looking for ideas on where to go, follow us on social media and we'll soon be your go-to for which farms are most suitable to your wants for a great day out. We're on Instagram as Wines of the Cape and on Facebook as Wines of the Cape as well. This week we bring you Diggers Home. This is the second farm we visited in Tilbach. Digger's home has a fascinating history and we were fortunate enough to hear about it from the new owner himself, David Anderson. At the end of his interview, he tells us why it's so fitting that he, of all people, ended up buying the farm. So David, you, from what you've told us, Digger's home has got a really fascinating history. Would you like to tell us a little bit more about the Kennedys? <laughs> it, it has a wonderful history because when we came to look at the farm, it was called Linda Vineyards owned by an American from the Napa Valley, but everybody knew it as Digger's Home. And once we got into finding out what Digger's Home meant, I spoke to the Cronus from uh, Tuyongazellen, and the family came down here in the early 50s, and he was named Digger Mouton, and he was a diamond miner from Kimberley. Long way from home. <laughs> and uh, he bought, the farms have been split up into three farms now, and this was the original digger's home. Uh, Raptor Rise was part of the farm, and Denakia was another part. And, um, and he was one of these diamond miners that was larger than life, drove a big Mercedes 500S, had three sons, and they were all rock and roll. And uh, and Nikki Cronus said they were like the Kennedys, wine, woman, and song in every valley in the whole of the Swartland <laughs> and, and the Winterberg. And no Marilyn Monroe's to speak of. <laughs> Not that I know, but, but you know, this valley has a history. Tui Yong Gazellen came from the two twin brothers of Tui uh, Yong Gazellen, who were also major rock and rollers in the valley. And that's the, the two young gazelles. So, yeah, so that was the basis of, um, of Digger's Home. So when we got here, everyone still knew it as Digger's Home. And the bridge is 1953, Digger's Home Bridge. And uh, an unfortunate conclusion to the story was the father and two sons all got killed in motor accidents driving home from parties or whatever it was, and the family dissipated and, and left. But everybody in the valley still knows it as Digger's Home. So we restored the name to Digger's Home, and uh, we created the, the logo and everything. And uh, you would tell, I heard you telling somebody earlier the logo is off the bridge. The, it was the logo of, your, of Digger's Home is off the bridge? No, the no, line? no, no. We created the logo. Okay. So it's just called Digger's Home Bridge, yeah. engraved in the concrete. Oh, okay. And and uh, and um, so this um, this emblem we created too. And I was mining at the time in Kenya, so I have a history of mining. And of course, having lived in Australia, 
anybody that mines is called digger. <laughs> so we thought it was very appropriate to, to restore the name. And what a start they've had. The first harvest in 2018 saw all four of their wines win Veritas Awards, that is their unwooded Chardonnay, the Shiraz, the Merlot and the Cabernet Sauvignon. They have just heard that two of the wines have won Veritas Awards again, but don't as yet know which two. The secret to their success lies in the hands of their winemaker, Albert Brink. I caught him at a really, really bad time, so we're only going to hear a minute or two from him, unfortunately, but he's promised we can head back there for a long chat sometime soon. So it's a nice new, nice new farm, nice new vintage. All, all new. Yeah, the, the vines is 20 years old, um, but this was, was our first production of wine on the farm, so all the grapes were commercialized to um, local wineries around. So, and as far as your, your background goes? Um, I started in 1996 in um, Porto Winesolis, just as a hands-on boy there. So, um, yeah, and I worked my way up you know, through the lab, through the bottling systems, winemaking, telemaster. Yeah, so you know, I know all the ropes and all the ways and everything that you... So, so you said, where did you start? At which Portable wine Portable, Okay, yeah. And have you always been in this sort of area then? Um, Portable, yes, and then Tilbach, Tilbach Winery and Portable Merge. Okay. So um, that was about 10, 12 years ago. Okay. So then I came here and make wine on their side. And uh, for a few years, and then uh, David and Janet contacted me if I can make wine on the farm. Okay. So there won't, there wasn't a, a wine cellar, it wasn't a tank. So you developed a, everything. Everything, everything. Yeah. Okay. So, That's good. And you're happy with how it's going, and you. Yeah, yeah. The COVID thing actually put the nail in the coffin, but um, yeah, we are getting there. Slowly picking up now. Okay, and then where do you do your tastings? Yeah, at the at the restaurant area, or have you got a separate so they done yeah. yeah, everything outside, or you can do the tasting on the inside. So, the restaurant and tasting room are combined, and it's a beautiful patio overlooking a water feature and a very pretty garden with a backdrop to the mountains behind. It's not a place I would bring children, although they're looking into building a play area in the future. The ambience in the menu totally lends itself to a great adult time. You can spend a few hours here eating and drinking. And I really, personally, would leave the children at home. They've expanded the wine range now to include a rosé and a red blend. They also have a dessert wine due for release soon and are working on an MCC. So this is really a farm to watch. They definitely are going places. They're working on some great ideas for a pairing menu. And to hear more about this and the restaurant in general, we were fortunate enough to be able to chat to Richard, the new chef. After the lockdown, people miss that social element in their lives, you know, and I think including that in, into your food is something quite exceptional. Um, so the idea is that when you come to Digger's Home to have a meal and you bring a couple of people with you, it's not only an individual experience, you know, it's more about the group dynamics, um, getting three or four ten tapas and sharing all of them, you know. It's not, a, it's not like uh, you go to a restaurant and you say, okay, but I like fish, I'm going to order fish, you know, or... I like beef, I'm going to order beef. No, everyone orders everything, that's the idea. So the table should come in, have a budget of whatever the case may be, and they order tapas accordingly, so that it's a social dining experience, uh, almost like a family dining experience, you know. You've got everything in the middle, everyone with side plates. 
one piece of pork belly, a little bit of angry beans, a little bit of potatoes. That's angry beans and pork belly. <laughs> sounds like a, that sounds like a good self-defense yeah. mechanism. Throw your beans. <laughs> I've got a friend whose pig is super aggressive. Hectic. Yeah, they are. Yeah, I know. By nature. He, she, he thought she was stealing his apple one day and he just took a bite out of her leg. Just kind of apple on Christmas Eve, trying to find a sober surgeon to sew you back together on Christmas wow. Eve. That's quite um, something. Yeah, I know. Robbie's quite an aggressive little brat. Um, uh, tell me then, where does the wine fit into that? So, you know, I, I really want people to order a few yeah, bottles. Uh, when, when, when I spoke to David and to Janet when I just opened, the focus wasn't so much as, well, the focus wasn't so much on pairing the wines, you know. Obviously, everything that's on the menu should be suitable. Uh, for instance, the calamari steaks, the fish cakes, they go well with our uh, white, white blends, you know, Chardonnay, and then um, the Merlot, the Shiraz, the Cab Sav, that will go really, really well with our, um, with, the, with the beef fillet, with the meatballs, you know, eventually I'll introduce something that has a little bit of Cape Malay flavors, the curry flavors, which will go very well with the Cab Sav. Um, so I'm looking at, at, at kind of bringing it together at the end of the day but for now it isn't specific um, that when you order X wine you need to order this dish you understand yeah, it's made in such a manner if you have a little bit of common sense or a little bit of background you would know that what's going to work with what I don't mean you I mean something no 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 I can't because obviously you're not going to order a red one with a calamari steak you know, yeah, it just doesn't work no absolutely um, not but yeah it's, it's made in such a way that um that, that people can really have the freedom um, well, that's also nice to break the rules. Because if you've ordered all the tapas and you order several bottles of wine, then it is like a tasting. You can get to have a little bit of everything. Exactly. But now David said you guys are working on a pairing. I know he's yes. matching about oysters uh, and crayfish are. and seafood, which sounds um, really That'll exciting. be a very exclusive uh, seven-quarts wine pairing. Um, and, and that's where, where the crayfish and the oysters and those type of things will come into play, the caviar, you know. Ooh, um, once that. the MCC is out, then obviously then we can start playing around. Because we're busy working on the MCC now on the, for the for the wine farm. Okay. So once we launch that, then we can really go um, to the next level. You know, then we can do a five or a seven course wine pairing. Now it's a little bit different because we only have the six wines, so it's not that easy for me. I can make a five course wine pairing, but then it still doesn't feature what I feel needs to be featured. So I'm just waiting for them to wrap up the range. Are you going to aim that at lunchtime or dinner time? That'll be all. Only dinner. And then you've got to find your way out of here on this gravel road. I think you need no, to call some know, cottages. We can always we can always make a plan when you get a, a shuttle in, in town, you know, something like that that brings you in or if, if they've got guests in some of the guest houses. Yeah, I think like that's that. gonna be a plan for sure. Yeah, yeah, we don't want people to get locked up. So that about sums it up for this week. Digger's home is definitely worth a visit when you're next in Tulbach. Join us for our next podcast as we continue to explore the historic little town of Tilbach with two more wineries coming your way. Remember, follow us on social media, Facebook, Wines of the Cape, and Instagram, Wines of the Cape 2. Until next week then, bye-bye. For more, visit www.nicheradio.co.za.